We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome back, Packer fans, to the Pack a Day podcast. This is the Sunday edition. I'm Mark Echo. I'm joined by Gage Bridgeford, and Gage, we don't have a Packer game this weekend, which is a good thing because the Packers earned the first round by the only buy in the NFC. So we will find out either today or tomorrow night who the Packers will play in the divisional round of the playoffs next weekend. And we still don't even know if the Packers are going to play Saturday or Sunday yet. I'm guessing yeah, it's uh, if like I know that they'll play Sunday if they end up playing somebody on the Monday night game. Right. But I mean, until like until these games are over. There's a legitimate possibility. Like you have to, as a Packer fan, unless the Eagles or 49ers win, or like like unless either one of those teams win, you have to wait till the Monday game to figure out who we're going to play. And I will say it's nice to be a Packer fan this week. We don't have to stress. Nope. We just get to relax and we get to watch everybody else freak out and watch all these other teams try and jump through hoops to figure out how their team's going to win. Like how are the Eagles going to go on a run today? And like they're going to run the ball on the Bucks, who have struggled to defend a run. We get we get to watch. Cowboys fans struggle with you've had a good team all year, but now you're getting cold at the wrong time against a team that's hot at the right time. Is that what it's going to be? Or we get to see are the Rams going to come out and be Dr. Jekyll or are they going to be Mr. Hyde? Like is Matt Stafford going to be the MVP candidate he was for the first month? Or is Kyler Murray going to be the MVP candidate he was for the first month? Those are two teams trending in the wrong direction. Well, you have other teams like San Francisco, Philly who are trending in the right direction. It's going to be yeah. This this weekend is going to be fun. Like you said, it's fun without stress because um, in both between both conferences, six teams are going to be eliminated this this weekend, and Green Bay is, won't be one of them because they're 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 they have a spot at the table next weekend. We just don't know who's who's invited to uh, join them. So let's let let's talk about the the uh, let's start with with today's games. The, the first game of the day is um, the Eagles at Tampa Bay. As you said, the Eagles got hot. Um, they were, they started the season two and five, uh, ended nine and seven, or nine and eight, I'm sorry. They, well, really nine and seven, because last week they didn't really didn't, they didn't even play anybody against Dallas, but they lost it, so they, they got to nine and eight. They, they secured a playoff spot. Um, they're playing the defending Super Bowl champions in Tampa. The Bucks, the Bucks, let me ask you, what do you, I'm not, I, a month ago, that was a team I wanted to avoid at all costs as a Packer fan. I didn't want to, I didn't want to see them. I didn't want any part of them. I was hoping to, you know, avoid them, just to get them out of the way, get them somewhere. Now I'm not, now I don't, I think I don't mind playing the Bucks. 
now I'll, I mean, I'll be straight up and honest. They're not the team that I'm dying to play in the playoffs. If Green Bay could get Philly, I'd be okay with that. I wouldn't be mad about that at all. But I also think that I'm not as scared as this, of this Tampa team as I was a year ago. That's There's no way around right. that. Yeah, I think that this Tampa team is definitely not the team they were a year ago. And as you point out, they're not even the team they were a month ago. A month ago, they had Chris Godwin, AB yep. coming back, all the other, and all the other fixings. And then right now, they're just not that. Uh, Levante David is banged up. He's been, and he is, but he's coming back. He might not play, the, he might not play today, but he might play next week. Um, and moving forward in the playoffs, assuming they advance, which he makes their, their run defense a lot better because otherwise Devin White has just been a chick, he's been just a man with his head on fire, but he doesn't know where to run. He doesn't know where the water is. So he's kind of struggled a little bit in that aspect of things. But I do, I, I, I'd be lying if I said that I'm dying to play against Tampa. I'm not. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not inviting them in. But I. There. There's teams. I. They're not the most. They're not the team I fear. Again, I don't want to say fear. I don't, as I said last last week on the podcast, the only team that can beat Green Bay is Green Bay. If Green Bay plays their game, if the offense is clicking like it's been, if the defense plays, you know, just they're not a. They don't have to be their A game, but if they just play well and special teams doesn't do anything really stupid, they're going to win. I don't think there's a team. I think they're the best team. I think they top the bottom. All three, or at least offense and defense, coaching. I think they have the best personnel, the best, a good, very good coaching staff. They should win. So I'm not, there's not a team like that I'm saying, oh, you know, there's teams that match up, they match up better against, obviously, and, then, and that's what we'll get into. So let, let's look at that Tampa Eagles game. Tell me, um, I have some, some stats on the Eagles that might scare you a little bit. If you yeah, go ahead. Oh, go I'm ahead. sorry, okay. No, I had, I wanted to hear well, your stats before I started eight, going in on anything. Eight of the, eight, eight of the Eagles' nine wins this year. Have come, against, have come against teams that will pick in the top 11 of the draft. Think about that. Yeah, that, that doesn't surprise me. I, cause I've listened to a couple of different uh, NFL podcasts this week and they have played, they've done, beaten absolutely nobody. There, but then again, there are a few different teams here in this playoffs that have the same, not the same like statistic. That. Uh, but not, not necessarily the exact same, but like, uh, Buffalo was one of those teams that beat up on a lot of bad teams and the, and the Patriots did the same thing. Beat up on a lot of bad teams. Really, their only signature win was against Buffalo yeah. in the win bowl, but that doesn't really count. But yeah, no, Philly has I mean, beaten up on bad teams all year long, and they their record versus playoff teams actually have pulled up here zero and six. Yeah, they're only non. They're so they're excuse me. They're zero and six against playoff teams. They are like I said, nine eight of their nine wins were against the dredges of the league. And then their only decent win was against the Saints, which is, was a good win, but Trevor Simeon quarterback the Saints that day. So they, they faced the third string quarterback in that game. And that was their, that's their not, that's their nice win. Again, taking nothing away from the team. Most people, a lot of people had Philly as being one of the worst teams in the league when the season started. A lot of them, you know, national analysts had them, you know, right there with Houston and Jacksonville and, and, and the Jets and, and Detroit, maybe about below Detroit. Um, so they had, you know, first year coach, second year quarterback, but first time starter. They, they had a good season. You can't take making the playoffs, but you know, people say they really turned it around. They went from two and five to nine and eight. Well, did they turn it around or did the schedule, like if, if they played their schedule backwards, if, you know, if, if their schedule was in reverse order, my feeling is they would have started the season seven and two and then limped in at nine and eight and everybody would have said, Oh man, they're, they fell apart at the end of the year. No, they just, the way the schedule just happened to break for them, they played all the good teams early and all the bad teams late. And here's another factor. And this is big. I, I know from when I used to travel all the time covering games and I wasn't playing, obviously I was just, 
you know, covered. When you're on the road a lot, it kind of wears on you. Like teams have to play, you know, three road games in four weeks or, um, you know, go cross country here and there. It, it, it wears on them. I don't, and I know players get, you know, the best flight, you know, charter flights and they stay, you know, but still that travel does wear on you. So the Eagles did not get on a plane the last eight weeks of the season. This will be their first flight in two, in, in over two months. That's a big break as well, I think. Yeah, no, that's definitely a, that's a huge break in their favor. Like the fact that they haven't had to f- f- do any flying. All they, I'm guessing all they did was like just had driving. Yep, like close, they, went, close they, they, they were home. They were home four times. So last time they flew was November, the November 14th game in Denver. Right. They were home gotcha. four, I believe. They were. They had a bye. They were at the Meadowlands or the MetLife Stadium, whatever, for the Giants and Jets, which is a, yep. a short drive. I mean, that's, that's an hour away. And, and they went Washington. to Washington for the other one, which is that they, they usually take it. Sometimes they take a train. Sometimes they take the bus. That's about two hours. So And yeah, one, just, one and one uh, benefit that they have in this game is the weather. Like the weather in Tampa, it's not – this is not normal January no. Tampa weather. And I know that they are – like, this is not a good game for Tampa. I, do, I think that this is a trap game. I think that they're in a tough spot. Spreads like eight and a half or so, but it's yeah. supposed to be a, it's supposed to be a rainy game. There's 80% chance of precipitation. Uh, it's supposed to die out in the afternoon, so it looks like it might just be a wet field that they're playing on, but like kind of dry in the afternoon. Uh, wind, but the wind's supposed to be 20 plus miles an hour all day long. That kind of hinders your deep shots. Obviously, Brady's been around long enough time. He's played in New England, so he kind of, he knows how to deal with wind and bad weather games, but, this Bucks team isn't built to run the ball, and that. But and again, if they're going to run the ball, this is that's not how you beat Philly. You beat Philly by exploiting the middle of the defense where their linebackers are weak, and it could be a big Gronk game. But yeah, it's, it's the but the outside that's not. I mean, that's not how you beat. Like that's not where you're going to beat this team, especially with Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin out, who are two very very good receivers against zone defenses. That's. Now you're relying on Scotty Miller and Cyril Grayson to beat those guys. I mean, Mike Evans is just Mike Evans. He's going to win whether it's man coverage or zone coverage. That's, but that's, but those guys that you need for these, for this matchup aren't there. And if the Eagles are able to get an early lead and just run the ball and really milk the clock, which I think they can do here because I'm not convinced Levante David is going to play. And if he does, he won't be a hundred percent. Philly absolutely can upset, upset him in this game. 1,000%. There is there is not a doubt in my mind that Philadelphia is in a winnable spot in this game, and I think Tampa should be on upset watch this week. I don't care that Philly has a beat no playoff team this year. They should be on upset watch. I see what you're saying, and I, I kind of – you're right. I mean, the, the, everything's kind of playing into the Eagles' strengths, but I can't get over that, the fact that they just haven't beaten a good team. I mean, they're not playing – and look at the quarterbacks that they've beaten. They've beaten Sam Darnold. They've beaten uh, Mike Glennon or Jake Fromm. It might have even been against the Giants. Um, they've beaten Trevor Simeon. They've beaten um, Teddy Bridgewater. They've beaten that guy from Washington who I don't even remember his name that came in and played that one night. Gilford Dobbs. Garrett Gilbert. I don't know who it was. It was yeah. That's it's, it. it's Garrett Gilbert. Also, by the yeah. way, I will. You're, you know what? You got a point. They have beaten some bad quarterbacks. They've beaten bad teams. But I will say that when Green Bay traveled to Arizona without Devontae Adams, the Cardinals hadn't been beat by anybody, and then they did get beat by Green but Bay. They had Aaron Rodgers. I, they, you're right. I, I'm not picking Philly to win this game. Okay. I just think right. that Tampa. Oh, should no, be on, I think Tampa is on upset watch in this game. Oh, like yeah, if I Philly will, won, I wouldn't be just stunned. This would be like when uh, Jacksonville beat the Colts last week. Stunning to me. Well, that didn't stun me because the Colts never win in Jacksonville. Yeah, but I, I just meant like they – like I, I was agree. Indy winning in. All right. 
but yeah, Tampa's the pick. It, Tampa's the pick here. I would rather play Philly than play Tampa in the playoffs, but I think Tampa's the pick here. Let's move on to that 49ers Cowboys game, which is the okay. that is the that is the juicy game of the weekend that everyone is watching, especially on the NFC side. I know from a betting angle, it's 52% of the tickets are on the 49ers right now. I don't know the money split right now, but right that's that's where it's at. This is a basically even split in terms of betting t- betting side the 49ers have been the the sexy pick all week long they're a team that's been playing well they've won i believe seven of their last nine games uh entering the like coming into the playoffs they're riding a bit of a hot streak they're four and four in the playoffs or like against playoff teams but they're just they're riding the hot streak they beat the rams they beat cincinnati on the road they include and one of the, and that win over the Rams was 27-24 in overtime in the in the season finale of the playoffs. There's a season finale of the regular regular season to get into the playoffs because if they lost, they were out because Orleans had already won that day. <laughs> yeah. So Jimmy G, despite having a broken like a torn ligament in his thumb, he got injected with something at halftime. He said and it made him feel much better. So, I don't like. If San, if this game turns into a shootout, I don't like San Francisco San Francisco's chances. But if they can turn this into a grit and grind game, they absolutely are talented enough to beat Dallas, who and it has cooled off significantly over the last several weeks. And Dak went from looking like an MVP candidate to looking like just a guy out there. No, you're right. Um, Dallas at one point I thought was a team that was you know a team that you could. Could win the NFC. I mean, that was a team that they were, their offense, like you said, Dak looked like an MVP. Uh, he has a, you know, very good cast of receivers and running. He has two, two running backs and, and, and Zeke Elliott and, and, and Pollard, you know, CeeDee Lamb and, and Amari Cooper and Gallup. Now Gallup's out. Um, their defense surprisingly looked very good early. Dan, Dan Quinn came in and, you know, really did a great job with that defense. And then all of a sudden, like you said, I don't know what happened, but they, it all kind of went away for a while. They, they, they looked awful in, in some games. Um, but I personally, I think that was, you know, when, 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 when the seedings first came out, when, um, when San Fran beat the Rams in overtime and then Arizona lost to Seattle. Um, so then all the seedings, the seedings came out. My first look, I said, cause there's always an upset, right? There's always an upset in, in the first round. Almost always. It's very, very rare in the first round at all. Now there's four games, but, um, it's very rare that all the favorites win. So I, I, I looked and I said, Oh, here's, and I didn't know what the lines were yet, but I said, my upset's going to be San Fran beating Dallas. But then the more I think about it, the more I look at this game, I think Dallas finds a way. I just think, they have too much talent. Um, maybe in that deep down, I'm rooting for for Mike McCarthy. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to be not be that way, but um, I just think Dallas has too much talent to go out at home in the first round. I really do. I just think it might turn into that shootout that you said San Francisco doesn't want. Um, and I, yeah, I just think Dallas. I think Dallas wins. Yeah, I think Dallas wins as well. Uh, oh, okay, I thought you were going San Francisco. I I was earlier in the week, but as the as the public has continue to pile onto it. I'm like, eh, I don't, I don't really like that because I think the public is really high on this team. Granted, there is another public team, which is the Raiders, which everybody is on, and I'm also on that bandwagon. I think that the Raiders can absolutely upset the Bengals. Um, we're recording this obviously right, Saturday morning, so it's before the game. We'll, by the time you guys are listening to this, you'll have the result, but. I hope the Bengals win just because 1991. I so, I mean, my goodness. I mean, the Raiders also haven't won a playoff game in like 17 years either. Yeah, but I'm talking 30. And That's after the year they've had, you got Pitt Boss, Rich, Visaki yeah, up there. Yeah. 
I wouldn't be. No, I the Raiders, but Raiders getting into playoffs is a is a, an accomplishment for what they've gone through. You're right. And also watching the watching that Derek Carr run out on Sunday Night Football last week. I don't know if you've <laughs> seen the video of that. Yeah. I had bet on the Chargers before the game. If I had seen that run out, I would have hammered the Raiders. <laughs> no matter the line. Because I saw that and I'm like, I wish I had seen this before the game because I would have 1000% bet on them. Because that, I saw the run out. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way the Raiders are losing. There's, there's just no shot. So. Well, they could have tied. It, yeah, they could have. And <laughs> they, they would have covered. There's the whole thing of, oh yeah, we were going to kneel it out until you guys called a timeout and then we decided we we're going to go for the win, whatever. I don't really care about that. But yeah, no, right, I. Back to, back to I Dallas, San Fran. Who would you rather? I think Dallas is, I think, I, I trust Dak more than Jimmy to yes. be able to make the big play, and I think Jimmy makes a mistake. I think that's ultimately what this game comes down to, is Jimmy doesn't go mistake-free, and Dallas makes them pay and wins. It might be a close game, but I think ultimately that's how Dallas wins, is a Jimmy G mistake, and then it's going into the offseason, you're now... Like Jimmy's, Jimmy's fighting for his job both in San Francisco and the NFL next year because obviously there's the whole is Trey Lance going to be the guy next year? I've heard reports that he could be the guy in San Francisco for another year while they eat a second year of Trey Lance's contract to really let him get his feet under him, or they could, or if Trey's ready this offseason, they could trade Jimmy and they could have a lot more value for Jimmy if he has a good playoff run here. But if he goes out with a bad play like an interception or he just he just can't carry his team and Dak goes for 350 and four touchdowns and just shows, yeah, this is the difference between having a quarterback that you win with versus a quarterback or a quarterback you win because of versus a quarterback that you win with. That could be, so I think Jimmy needs to have a great game. I just don't think that he's going to play mistake free enough for Dallas to lose and for San Francisco to come out with a win. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Yeah, I agree with you 100% there. I, I could see this in my head right now. Michael Parsons gets some pressure. Jimmy's on the back and up, on the run, throws it up for grab. Diggs picks it off. Maybe doesn't bring it back all the way, but brings it back enough, and boom, that's an end. Dallas scores, and that turns, you know, maybe Dallas was up three, now they're up ten, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see what you're talking Jimmy making the, you know, again, not whatever. Dallas' defense can make, they have playmakers. They really do. They, um, 
I, I, again, when I look at Dallas's roster, I, that's a good roster. I mean, on both sides of the ball, they have talent. So again, I'm, I'm just going to say that talent prevails. Not, and I, and to be honest, as looking at it from the Packers point of view, and maybe just because I have nightmares of a couple years ago, I don't want to, I don't want, I want San Francisco. I was hoping they lost to the Rams and then, and didn't make the playoffs and let the Saints get it. I, I, San Fran still scares me a little, even with Jimmy and all that, what you're saying. For some reason, I don't, I just don't want, I don't, want the Packers to have to deal with San Francisco. I mean, Green Bay only lost to San Francisco or almost lost to San Francisco earlier this year. That's, I know, so it wouldn't be – Yeah, it took yeah it took a miracle by Rodgers to make sure that they won the game. So that's why – so, yeah, no, I'm with you there. I would rather play Dallas because I think that Green Bay matches up well with Dallas, especially with Michael Gallup now out for the year with a torn ACL, which is really unfortunate because he's a really talented guy. And I think that he gets overlooked a lot because he plays in – Dallas with Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb who get all the hype, rightfully so, both talented players, but Michael Gallup is a damn good wide receiver three. If that's your third best wide receiver, you are in a pretty damn good spot, but I think Green Bay matches up with them a lot better now. All right, let's move on to the final NFC game. Well, one more of, thing about Dallas. Oh, one more go thing. ahead. I can't. Aaron Rodgers cannot lose to Mike McCarthy in the playoffs. You he think he can't? Right? Like he, he just won't let it happen. You think that right. that's the, uh, yes. the it, it, like the, the the replacement sign? We ain't losing this game. Right. Rodgers will go Rogers, in and be like, "Hey, I don't care what we got to do. We're coming out of here with a win." Right. And the Packers have played. Iron Rodgers has played very, very, very well against Dallas in his career. Very true. Well. Yeah. There's the house that Jerry built, but it's really the house that Aaron Rodgers owns. <laughs> yeah, Jerry built it, but Aaron bought it from. Him. Yep. All right. Let's move on to the final NFC game of the week and get out of here. Let the people enjoy the rest of their football Sunday. Cardinals at the Rams Monday night, Super uh, Wild Card Weekend Car- uh, starts at 8:15 Eastern time. You got the Cardinals are heading to L.A. You got the Rams who are two and five against playoff teams this year. They've stumbled quite a few different times. They got blown out by Arizona earlier in the season before beating Arizona in a close game a few uh, just a few weeks ago, actually. Uh, Matt Stafford at one point in the year, some people were crowning him the MVP, and then since then he's failed to keep, take care of the ball. He, I believe he threw three pick sixes in like three weeks or something like that. He was trying to do his own Matt Schaub impression. Uh, he was, he nearly blew the game against Baltimore and he had a furious comeback and some, some, some heroics by Cooper Cup to get them, to get them over the hump there. Matt Stafford's 0-3 in the playoffs. Obviously he played a lot of those games with, the, he played all those seasons with Detroit, so it's not really, you can't, can't take too much, uh, stock of that, but Matt Stafford's ever won in the playoffs and he's looked very, very human over the last month and a half. Who do you, who do you like in this game? I like Arizona. Don't ask me why, but I just, a lot of the things that you just said, um, Arizona, I mean, they're on the road and I, I think they prefer that. They're, I think they went seven and one on the road this year. Um, and Arizona's like, eight and one on the road. Eight and one. I'm sorry. Okay. Including four and oh against teams that qualified for the playoffs. There you go. So I don't think they mind being on the road at all, obviously. And going to LA is not like going to, it's not like coming to Lambeau or, or going to Arrowhead or going to Pittsburgh or, or, or somewhere where it's a rough crowd. I mean, the, the 49er fans took over that, that building last week when the, in that game. So Rams fans are not exactly, um, you know, are there, I don't know how many Rams fans there are. They, I mean, there's a lot more than there's Chargers fans. Well, yeah, well, you got that, but yeah, LA is not a football city. It just isn't. It really never was. That's why they didn't have a team for so long. But, um, so yeah, going on the road doesn't bother me at all there. So yeah, I, I again, I just, it's a weird feeling. I just think Arizona, I think Kyler Murray, this is his first playoff game, but I think he just finds a way. He's, I, I, I like him a lot. 
Um, when the, you know, the Cardinals stumbled a little bit, um, I don't think he was completely healthy when he did come back. He got hurt against the Packers on that late in the game. Um, but I, again, the Rams are a better a talent. Again, I'm going against what I said earlier about the more talent. Um, but I just don't know about this Rams team. They, they went all in. Um, but I don't know. I just, I just have a strange feeling Arizona pulls off. Like I said, there's always one upset, right? And uh, this is mine. This is mine. Arizona upsets the Rams, and that's who the Packers will play next weekend. Probably being if that if, if we're right and the, the two favorites win Sunday, then the Packers will play next Sunday because they're not going to make Arizona play Monday, Saturday, or, or the Rams. They're not going to make the winner of Monday come back on that short of a week. So I think yeah, I think Arizona wins, and that's who the Packers are going to play next next weekend. I do have a quick stat for you: underdogs are 15 and three against the spread in the last four wild card weekends, wow. and underdogs of four plus. Us are ten and one against the spread. And they're also ten and eight straight up. Yeah, so, so it's oh, it's 50-50 almost. So I'm yeah, like, underdogs okay. have actually won more games than they've lost in the last wow. in the last four years. So it's been a it it's not it wouldn't be all that surprising to see more than a couple of upsets. And also we're just talking about the NFC games. We're not even right. talking about the AFC games. Yeah, I already played. So I think yeah. the Rams win this game. Honestly, okay. uh, I think it's just a mat. It comes down to. With DeAndre Hopkins still out, this Cardinals offense has looked a little disjointed. James Conner's back, which will help Arizona, and they also have Chase Edmonds, and Chase Edmonds is a fantastic player. The Cardinals do have the issue, do have the advantage against the backup safety for the Rams, who just obviously they just signed Eric Weddle, who came out of retirement. Uh, I have off the top of my head, I can't remember how old he is. I'm going to look it up. He's 37, just turned 37, January 4th. So. They're not exactly this isn't this isn't prime Ed Reed that they're signing out no. there. They're signing a guy who who retired, who's been out of the league for a little bit, is not not fully probably not going to be fully up to speed because it's not even like he's signing back to it. Like he played for the Rams, but he he's not even in like the same scheme that it was when he was there. So they'll probably just like say, hey, point hit, and we're not gonna, we're not going to ask you to do too much. So. I think that, but I ultimately think the Rams win. I just think they have too many weapons compared to how many weapons the Cardinals do. And as long as Stafford takes care of the ball, that's ultimately what this game comes down to. If he can take care of the ball, I have no doubts about the Rams. Obviously, that's a big if, considering he's had in the first five weeks of the season he had nine turnover-worthy plays, and then in the last like three games he's had three, at least two in every single game, I think it was, and he's had a total of nine in the last three weeks. It was some banana stat where he just is trying to create turnovers now, whereas in the beginning of the year, he was taking care of the ball a lot. But I'm still, I'm just going with the Rams. I just think that they're the better team. I ended up, I know that I ended up saying here that I think all these teams should be on upset watch, but, and, but I ended up picking all the favorites. It's just, I, I did, but it's a, at the same time, I see a clear path for the Rams winning. They just beat Arizona without, without Jalen Ramsey in their lineup. DeAndre Hopkins was out for them. And I think that they're, they're the better team. They, the 49ers, I don't trust Jimmy G. That's a quarterback battle there. And then in the Eagles game, Quarterback battle again. Let me ask you this: Do you like the Eagles with the eight and a half? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I think that the I think the Eagles can keep the game close. They're also like a, the eight and a half is a line that is begging for the for the public better to tease it. For those that don't know what that means, that means uh, generally it's a six point tease. It's a pretty common one. Uh, it's everyone. It's is hammering the Bucks minus two and a half, and then teasing that with the Chiefs who are twelve and a half. So you're getting that down to six and a half, which is huge. It's a huge value that you're getting there. And I went the other way. I went fourteen. And a half. I went fourteen and a half with the Eagles line because I think that the Eagles, even if they lose, I don't think that they get blown out by more. I don't think they lose by more than two touchdowns. Well, I got another Eagles stat for you. When I, I told you how they they only beat bad teams, but of their of their eight losses, the only team to actually blow them out was the Cowboys both times they played. The Cowboys beat them by 20 points both times. Every other game, 
was 10 or less. Yeah. So, so they do keep it, you know, because they yeah. run the ball. When, when you run the ball. The and that was, and play, that was the thing. They turned that, they changed know. that after the Bucks game because going right. to the Bucks game, they're throwing the ball a bunch. As soon as the Bucks game was over, that's when they completely flipped it and they went on that run of running for like 150 yards, like every, every single game, week or yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. So that's why I am on the, the, I'm, I'm going with the opposite of the public here. The public is all over the Bucks, minus two and a half in the tees. And I'm like, you know what? I'll go the other way. I'll go 14 and a half. Worst case scenario. The Eagles lose, but best case scenario, Eagles win and super cover the fourteen and a half. So I wouldn't I be mad about that at all. I got a question. I, I don't do I don't do teases. I know exactly. a lot of people do. I don't. But could you do both ways? Could could you tease Bucks down to two and a half and Eagles up to fourteen and a half and just hope it comes in the middle? Uh, I mean, you can, like like you saying like put them together. Yeah. Oh, uh, I believe you can. That would just be called a uh, middling, uh, yes. is what it would be here. Let me, I can, I can pull it up right now while we're talking. I, do, here. I mean, I know guys that do middles all the time when the line moves. Yeah, you that's can, a, yeah, you can definitely middle. Most move. of the time, that's most of the real. time you do it as like separate bets. You don't, right. uh, it's not super common to put them like together, but, okay, uh, that's why with it, with it tease, I don't know if you're allowed to do that or not. But yeah, with the way, I mean, with the way sports books are, let me see if I can pull it up and put them together. I can just curious, because that would be, uh, a, that would be a great bet. So yeah, you can, so right now on using FanDuel Sportsbook, uh, that we're not sponsored by them, this is just who I'm using, uh, it's, if you go Bucks minus two and a half, Eagles plus 14 and a half, the, it would be plus 141. That's a great, to me, that's a wonderful bet. Yeah, I'm and that's, so that's, so that would be, that would be your middle there is, uh, the Bucks winning somewhere right. in that range, but right. the Eagles losing by less than that. You so can you do have that. Three and 14. Yeah, you can do that. That that's not how I'm going to elect to spend my money on that game, but at the same time, it is a lot. It makes a lot of sense to me. And then, due to the fact that you can combine parlays and stuff, you could try and pick win margins, which generally gives you better odds. But anyway, that's all. That's all, all right. we got today, Mark. Let the people know what you're working on. I'll be um, this week's. Well, I'm going to wait and see who the Packers are uh, playing and put up a little story early in the week on you know the Packers will host. Whoever the Rams, the Cardinals, the Eagles, the 49ers, and a little bit about the history of those two teams and playoffs, stuff like that. And then later, again, depending on who they're playing, I'll do a story later in the week. This is all for Packer re- re- Report. Um, a story later in the week on something about that game. But I'm, right now, I can't tell you what I'm writing because I don't know who the Packers are playing. And you can find me on Twitter at GBridgeford NFL uh, with the fantasy season officially over. Obviously, there's still fantasy playoff stuff, but I'm not really doing any of that. You can find all of my work for De- uh, covering the Denver Nuggets over at denverstips.com. I'm doing, I'm increasing the amount of work that I'm doing over there just due to a lack of fantasy content. But I'm sure with the, uh, when the, as the NFL season winds down and draft season starts to pick up, I'll start to do a little bit of work. Uh, uh, either just personally on my Twitter or uh, for one of the sites that I write for. And I might be helping out with the draft guide for uh, Cheesehead TV this year. I know I did last year. Uh, I don't know if I am again this season or not. But that is all we have for you today. Uh, obviously, the Packers have the week off, so everybody enjoy your uh, week of stress-free football. Uh, if you bet, win some money. And uh, stay warm, stay safe, always carry the G, and go Pack Go.
I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.